Ever since I was a child, I dreamed of many things. To beat the scary forest temple in the Ocarina of Time. To beat my friend in Pokemon Red and Blue. To get a skill cape and runescape. To get them all. I completed many goals, but the big one eluded me for many years. The max skill cape. To have a 99 and not one, but every single skill in runescape. Runescape was my childhood love, but to get even a single skill cape back then felt almost impossible. The big hero and inspiration back then was Zima, though. That guy had it all. Everyone kind of wanted to be like him. And so I decided I wanted it too. I wanted the max skill cape. And you know what? I got it. I gave a lot for it. And I got it. 99 attack unlocked. 99 strength unlocked. 99 defense unlocked. 99 rage unlocked. 99 prayer unlocked. 99 magic unlocked. 99 constitution unlocked. 99 crafting unlocked. 99 mining unlocked. 99 smithing unlocked. 99 fishing unlocked. 99 cooking unlocked. 99 fire making unlocked. 99 wood cutting unlocked. 99 room crafting unlocked. 99 dungeoneering unlocked. 99 fletching unlocked. 99 agility unlocked. 99 herblore unlocked. 99 thieving unlocked. 99 slayer unlocked. 99 farming unlocked. 99 construction unlocked. 99 hunter unlocked. 99 summoning unlocked. 99 divination unlocked. 99 invention unlocked. Max skill cape acquired. to another episode of casual master quest this is episode 51 i am your host for the episode nick and i'm joined by my beautiful co-host tyler ladies and gentlemen we're gonna have a fun one for you tonight don't you worry we're gonna have so much fun hi damn nick i hi. feel like i have a big burden off my shoulders right now why is that i feel freer oh, yeah? I, I feel like uh, i feel like is this like two weeks after uh your your last fix kind of situation where it's like you love the drugs and all this stuff but the moment you're free of it you realize that you're such a bonehead sure Okay. okay. Yeah, I know exactly what that feels like. Um, but in this case, you happen to be freer, but you happen to be putting on more things. Are you calling me fat, motherfucker? I mean, you said it. Oh, okay. Have a good day. <laughs> but we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Otherwise, Tyler, how's your week been? You know, it's been doing pretty good. I, I feel a lot um, better about my life after hearing that a uh, $3 billion sub uh, got sunk because they left the hatch open on the top. A $3 billion nuclear submarine, India's first nuclear missile submarine. And they sink it by accidentally leaving the fucking hatch open on the top. Now, I, I, I'm i not the most patriotic whatsoever, but this this was funny when I when Tyler informed me of this article. Because it's happened not- a little bit. 
I didn't bring it up anything to do with country or race or anything like no, that. No, no, you just you just saw like an article headline or whatever, and then you're wondering if it that said was Australia's legit. first nuclear sub. Uh, first off, how the fuck did Australia get nuclear energy? Uh, and second off, it would still be funny as shit. But yeah, it would I, still be funny as shit. Yeah, um, and I think this is a good way to deter nuclear warfare between India and Pakistan as situations are standing. But you know, I, I can't speak too much about that. But at least, at least somebody. Somebody accidentally, and I'm doing the air quotation marks, left the hatch open. Um, wow. Well, yeah, probably. Gates, I don't know. Why don't you? Yeah, maybe. Um, but beyond that. I've been that, having a good week. I've yeah. been having a good week, Nick. Uh, I've been driving all week, so I've been really busy in comparison to the usual uh, get to sit down and goof off kind of stuff. But I did get a lot of stuff done. It's kind of weird because this weekend, uh, it's Memorial Day weekend for the Americanos. And my wife is out camping right now, so I got the house to myself, which is great because, you know, I can well, I can always sit here in my underwear. And right. actually, I'm, I'm not even in my underwear. But You have that option. Feels- yeah, it's it's optional. Pants optional right now. It's always been, but now it's like super okay. In fact, it went from optional to recommended. Right. And also, it's kind of weird because I got responsibilities. Like I'm supposed to actually feed the dog and stuff. And imagine, imagine feeding your pets. I know, right? Well, my wife always beats me to it. It's like I go to bed at five forty-five. Dogs are supposed uh, the dogs supposed to be fed at six a.m., six p.m. And so I'm in bed. She gets up, so she feeds the dog. I leave for work at 5.10, so she feeds the dog in the afternoon. So it's just been kind of the way it's been going. Right. And now it's kind of weird because now I get to do it. And I got, you know, it's like, holy shit, I got to feed these fuckers. Otherwise, they die. Or more than likely, they'll let me know that they're hungry. And by God, these these, these cats, I don't, they they're don't They're not shy food. about letting you know that they're hungry. No, no. It, sometimes they, they, you know, the food bowl is still full. They just want to make sure I still respond to it. Like they do fire drills to make sure that my, <laughs> I'll go and feed their bowl or fill their bowls up. It's ridiculous, Nick. But uh, how's been your week? Uh, pretty okay. School and uh, you know nothing too exciting. Um, oh, it was just my, you know, it was just my birthday. But that's it. You know, this past week. Happy uh, birthday, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> I've been I've been seeking so much attention this week because it's the only week I'll allow myself to be like, yeah, it's my birthday. Give me attention. Be like, All it's right, your birthday. fucking like, birthday, you. dude. Yeah. Um, but no, otherwise, yeah. So, uh, did I talk about my role playing class? Uh, you've mentioned that you've enrolled for it before. I'm not sure if you did it on uh, the podcast before, but you've made it very, very clear that you got. I think you have. I think you have talked about it. Yeah, maybe so either on. last episode or the episode before that. But I got my character assigned uh, this week. Ah, uh, um, yes, you were you were talking about the uh, French Revolution. You were definitely talking about this. Yeah. So over the course of uh, over the course of this course, uh, we will be play two role playing games. And for the first one, uh, it's based on the French Revolution, and I'm playing um, somebody who's not part of a faction, not part of any of the political factions. Um, he's something. He's in a role co- known as an indeterminate. Um, and so people, some of the factions have to vie for my power that I I possess, uh, and That's I have my scary. own goals to win the game. Um, but basically, I sit on the uh, committee of finance, and my goal is uh, basically to ensure that Frank's uh, Frank's France doesn't lose any, uh, like doesn't go bankrupt. Uh, yeah, I gotta watch start- out for them Franks. They come and get you real quick. Yeah, and we I start. Prefer- I feel like Franks is actually the name of uh, like an enemy combatant of some foreign country back in a different Franks, war. Franks, I'm. It sounds familiar. I know Franks or were the currency of France at some point. Ah, yeah. Uh, yep, with the C, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, and uh, so yes. All right, I got some fun facts for you. Ready for this? Yeah, let's go. So the Frank 
is a uh, it was a member of uh, German sorry Germanic speaking people who invaded the Roman Empire in the fifth century. So Franks were a group of people that is you now uh, part of what is now present day Germany, and they uh, decided to beat up uh, what is now present day Italy. I know okay. I'm tearing this no, apart, wasn't but no, it's fine. Um, what would casual masquerades be without without our many tangents? Um, I'll be yeah, our, of all sizes. random history. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, my my job is to make sure that France uh, doesn't go bankrupt at the time, and we're starting the game uh, July first, seventeen eighty nine, and each session uh, basically is run by us because we we were running the uh, National Assembly uh, by us as students, and we're given different roles, and then our uh, prof is just sitting in the back. She's the game master, and she she plays other like uh, historical figures outside of France, all these other different powers, and so every now and then she'll cue us into like a world event that's happening, and so the. the this method of teaching or this kind of seminar is called uh, reacting to the past and not reenacting. So things aren't supposed to go the way history has gone. Uh, so if we look at history after July 1st, 1789 in France, um, we can look to that as inspiration for what kind of like what we want to do or how we want to play our characters. But that's not what we, we're not supposed to know that information while we're in character. Right. Hmm. Um, yeah. So if, that's pretty if, exciting. I wonder if you'll uh, eventually since you're part of the bank for France, if you would be part of the Louisiana Purchase? Um, that is not something I know about. Okay. I will be honest, yeah. Uh, back in the day, uh, 1803 I've heard of it, you. but yeah. Uh, you know, you know the U.S. Uh, started off with the 13 colonies and all that, and they expanded right. a little bit as uh, English-based colonies originally. But uh, France owned a lot of land that was in, like, the dead center of the United States that's today. Right. And so I believe France, uh, looking for a shit ton of money at the time, uh, sold what is called uh, the Louisiana section, which was pretty much a very large, like, I would say a third of the U.S. Uh, to the actual United States for... Uh, some 15 million dollars interesting okay that makes sense then because the the one of the reasons for the revolution to this part of uh time this part of history was the fact that there was just no money um it, like it, people were writing because there's no money like the nobility the higher-ups uh, they were hoarding all the money all the food all the resources but even they were running out of money and king louis the 16th who was a ruling leader at the time was struggling and then he called a meeting uh for people to figure out how to get his money back so they're Ooh, like we should have done a skip for it um we can i mean i'm i think our first game session starts on the uh let's see here our first game session starts on the 28th king um, david cage the third <laughs> and I think we go on to like the middle of June. So I think we right, do. This is going bankrupt. <laughs> we need a, another David Cage game. Um, Wait, is that his name? David Cage? Yeah. Uh, David Cage was the heavy rain guy. Okay. Human, just making sure yeah. I, I wasn't losing it here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways. But yeah, that, that's that. And taking an animation course. Uh, it's, it's whatever. I don't care for animation. I respect people who can do it. Um, I can't remember what my other course is. I think it's a, oh yeah, it's a boring writing course, but that's cool. And then my birthday came around. Happy birthday, Nick. Thank you very much. Uh, didn't really do much on the day cause it was middle of the week. Um, uh, I sound like this because I went out as we we're recording this, I went out last night, um, and had some fun. Just some friends, uh, had some drinks, ate some food. We had, we went ramen. We went for ramen <laughs> then we went for nice. some beers and, um, yeah, that's it. Um, I actually, uh, <laughs> So I actually made like an event on Facebook, like a birthday party last week. Hmm. Um, I didn't uh, get invited. What the fuck, Nick? Yeah, because I just didn't want to have you there. 
You know what I mean? Well, shit, son. God damn. <laughs> okay, bye. All right. Uh, I'm um, still here. I'm so still I- here. <laughs> <laughs> I made the event and I asked like a few people, all right, what day would work for you, Friday or Saturday? Majority said Friday. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll have it on Friday. I'll make an event. We'll go, you know, uh, growing up, uh, at least with, you know, my culture, um, uh, the birthday uh, party pays for everything. Uh, so like I pay for the food, I pay for the drinks because uh, I couldn't, I'm not going to sit and argue why or explain or if that's just how it is. So I was okay. like, all right, I'll pay, um, you know, I'll buy the food, but uh, booze is BYOB because AI. I don't know what people like and booze is expensive so i'm like you know what just bring your own booze but i'll pay for all the food so the plan was to go get some sushi come back to my place have a few drinks and just relax and get the four fun. horsemen <laughs> never <laughs> never again what about um, the fifth sixth seventh and eighth horsemen they can suck my dick um and so and so fair answer I, jesus so we're recording this on on uh, a saturday right it was last so, saturday yeah. last saturday i made the event one week ago um, after asking everybody what day they'd prefer, uh, come Wednesday, the day before my birthday, nobody RSVPs at all, save for Eugene and a friend of mine. And I'd invited oh, like no. 10 people. Yeah. Oh, no. So I said, fuck it. Fuck all you. I'm canceling this shit. I'm going downtown. So that's what we did. Nice. Good deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, if yeah. you invited the right people, you asshat, maybe somebody would have actually came. Oh, right. Were you going to pay $600 to take a flight all the way to Seattle and then get on another flight, come to Canada, get off the airport, come hang out for a day, and then go back to the airport and do that process all over again? No, you dumbass. I'll just fly to Seattle and make you pick me up on your birthday. I never would do that. <laughs> what? What the hell, no. Nick? If it wasn't my birthday, I'd do it. But if it was my birthday, I'd play, all right, take a Greyhound. If I damn, yeah, I pick damn. you up from the ground station. Ground is like thirty bucks, forty bucks, I think. If you ever met a visit Michigan <laughs> and you land at the Detroit airport, you're like, all right, I'm here. I'm like, okay, start walking north. I'll find you sooner or later. Okay, yeah, I'm just see. Got to get so, my cardio. Uh, in. Yeah, there'll be a lot of cardio. <laughs> be running. Uh so Nick, uh, when I went to Canada, I had yeah. a uh, vape juice called the One. It was yep. a strawberry flavored, uh, kind of donut flavored. Yeah, it, it's weird because uh, on the label it'll show the uh, the fruit, the shape of a donut, and then the shape of the milk. And so it's like, I guess it's a three in one combo at this point. I got that strawberry stuff. My wife doesn't actually care for strawberries. Loves the shit out of the juice. Loves it so much, so much that she decided to buy her own vape rig. And that's weird to me because uh, I understand. I kept yelling at her saying stop take, touching my vape rig i need the juice right, for myself right. i was like gollum with the ring i was like my wishes right and it was getting frustrating but i wasn't like giving her shit for it but she was like you know what? fuck it i'll get my own vape and she did and so she had me order online like she didn't ask she just told me you need to get more of that juice right now and it's like <laughs> she can do it herself but she didn't trust the vape site right. which i think it was e-juice or something like that yeah which I like to think is trusted. But uh, yeah, I got a three pack and I'm currently working on the apple flavor because I shit you not. She uh, she went up north and she took the fucking bottle with her. So nice. that's gone. So that's cool. I, I you know, that, I like that. And uh, sorry, it's OK. I got two other yeah. flavors. It's yeah. Oh, are you apologizing for uh, apologizing for showing you the juice? And that's led spiraled all the way down to this. Like me introducing it, that juice to you has trickled all the way down to this particular it's event like the complete opposite of gatekeeping instead of like making sure only like the most serious get in you're kind of like a, a carnival barker come on come on try the one vape juice it's so good strawberry it'll make you uh, feel good anyways uh yeah it's funny that, because i don't I, even like the one 
I mean, I really what? like it, but I don't do a lot of desserty stuff. I prefer fruity stuff. So, like, I'll have like the sweeter desserty stuff every now and then. You know the question I'm going to ask them. Yeah. Why? Oh, why I, did I, I got to. Why, why did I show it that to you? The, yeah. Why was that the first thing you showed to me? If you knew. Um, it, it, I asked. What did I ask? I asked. Uh, do you like fruity or do you like desserty? You said I'll try whatever. And the one is a fantastic juice. It's just me. Per, like I can't vape on the one all the time a it's not great for coils um b like i get sick of that like super sweetness pretty quick wait it, is it bad for coils because uh i, I was kind of frustrated because i bought you know uh quad mesh coils yeah and i've been burning through them fairly quickly yeah because um it's super sugary so any any kind of desserty like uh sweet juice just goes through coils like there's no tomorrow well, damn, uh, I will uh, have to switch over to something different because uh, I had two quails and I burnt through both of them in the course of a week so far. It was kind of freaky how quickly I went through them. Uh, other than that, though, uh, I just want to give a shout out for anybody who actually uh, listened to me last time, which uh, I doubt it. But who knows? There's always got to be that one person, right? Uh, season two of she came out on Netflix. So if you got into she like me and enjoyed it, despite its uh, small flaws, season two came out. Now, uh, season one was uh, 13 episodes right now. I think they technically only have half of season two out. It's only like six to seven episodes. Pretty fucking good, though. I really think so. I wouldn't recommend it to you, Nick, though, because uh, why not? I'm offended because every every well, every yeah, I bet you are. I'm Tyler. Every time <laughs> I suggest something to you, you put it at the bottom of the list, so I don't want to refresh the bottom yet. If it if it helps, it's not just you. I know it's not. That's why. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, Tyler, uh, we are a video game podcast. You know, sometimes we are. Uh, I feel like there's some hostility in, in the air here. What's going on here, Nick? You want to fight? Sure. But do you want to get okay. some food first? I'd be down for like I'm, a steak first before we 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 fisticuffs. I would if I was ever invited, but also if we're going for steak, you're going south of the border, dude. I ain't falling for that 12 ounce steak shit. I like a 12 ounce steak. It's just the right size for me. Oh, great. I, I like the little family fun size. <laughs> Get a happy all meal right, too while right, you right. have it. Does that feel you too? A happy meal? Bro, a happy meal? Fuck yeah. Oh. Get a little burger, some fries, a little drink, dude, and a little toy? Hell yeah. Oh, a little, a little twirly hat too. Look at you, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, video games. Yes. Okay. I'm assuming you want to talk about video games. Are you trying to push this along? Is that where this is going? Yeah, I'm just trying to collect my thoughts. I'm going to talk about video games first, and then we're going to dive deep into your video game adventures this week, Tyler. There will be no deep diving, sir, because <laughs> I've done the, the divest deeper. Uh, sorry, the deepest dive. Deepest dive. <laughs> in Nintendo history, and I was flagged for false... Uh, False advertising, so no, False sir. False advertisement, because you you didn't dive deep enough. Anyways, um, slow week on my end. I've just been busy uh, adjusting to a new school uh, schedule, and like two of my course, the 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 role playing course and my writing course is a there's a lot of reading. Like I think there's over the nothing past nothing here that's video game related. You just said we're gonna talk about video games. Let's talk. Will about you? Everything. Will you let me? So uh, I think I'm over sorry, the past Captain three Prologue. weeks. Over the past three weeks, I've read 400 pages just for two over like over two courses. So the only video games I've touched this week have been Overwatch and Deceit. Um, Overwatch because I'm a masochist and I'm a sadist and self-deprecation is apparently my favorite thing. So 
Um, I've been playing Overwatch, putting myself through that for whatever reason. Mm, oh, actually, actually, what? I I played some Destiny too. I forgot about that. I did a I did a birthday stream. Oh, really? You yeah. played Destiny too? Okay, well, I haven't played it in weeks, and I only played Destiny two because I got a couple of friends together. I got eight of us together, and we jumped into some uh, private matches in uh, in Crucible. So it was just like eight of us. Uh, we we took away some of like the bullshit weapons that make us you know a little frustrated, and we're just running around having a good time with it actually. I was surprised because a I was able to get a lot of people together, and they admitted the only reason that they reinstalled Destiny or even bothered to say yes was because I asked and it was my birthday, and then Aww. and then b like it was a solid like hour and a half two hours just like good fun like everybody had fun and I wasn't expecting that I was expecting some people to get frustrated at times but no it was just like solid fun throughout. That's cool. Hey, uh, two things. First one is I do still have it installed. And I'm still waiting for that time that we can play together and you know do the, all those raids that you're talking about. Uh, second thing is, I bet I can get past the U.S.-Canada customs border as you by saying, Hi, I play Destiny 2. Hello, Mr. Chodamella. Please come on in it. <laughs> Fucking calling it. Bet I could. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just have to get a little bit of a tan going, but otherwise I think you could you could do so. <laughs> Why? You can't say I, uh, you know, I accidentally got Michael Jackson? Tyler, Tyler, we, we couldn't be the more appropriate definition for polar opposite. Are you sure? It'll just a little bit. Look, I now know what the difference between a duck is, okay? I still don't. And I've known that 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 thing that thing that he says, I've known the answer and like the question that he asked for like What is the difference between a duck? Four years. I'm not even gonna go into it. I refuse to bring this up. And so I played Deceit um as well. And we've talked about well, Deceit. One leg is um, same, Deceit okay? is um, you know, you play with six people, you get put in like a thing, you have three <laughs> different levels. Job. If two people are infected and you go around lying to each other trying to figure out who's infected before the infected kill you at night. Um, and then there's a game that came out uh, earlier, like I think yesterday actually, uh, Splitgate. Have you heard of Splitgate, really? Tyler? I have not. What's it about? Splitgate is like if you take Halo and if you take Portal and you put them together. Okay, that sounds interesting. Um, it's a four-person arena shooter and then you get portals like in portal uh two different colors um and you can put them down i think in most places i think there are specific surfaces where you can place portals or i or you can put them anywhere i'm not sure but it looks very much like halo um the portal mechanic looks very interesting gunplay apparently is pretty good so i'm excited to like download it and uh, give it a go it's free to play on steam right now so yeah it does came out on uh last friday yesterday for us friday last friday for this uh listeners completely free there is a dlc pack right now the founder's edition for 20 bucks but that is not required yeah, i'm and assuming yeah. that like medics and stuff um yeah, this is int- like I- I'm watching the trailer right now, and it's showing legit like uh, you're placing either you're placing or there's portals that are pre-placed that you can run through and use uh, physics to get to different parts of the area. That that looks cool as shit. No, that looks like they're actually putting portals. Yeah, they're putting portals on. Goddamn. Yeah, no, I'm and- I'm excited to give that a go. He threw a portal behind the guy he was trying to shoot at, but the guy was shooting at him. Throws it behind him, hits the wall behind him, and then he throws the other portal right next to him. And so he just kind of sidesteps and gets right behind this guy. He flanks him with this fucking portal. That, look, that looks cool as shit. Yeah, because um, it has been said that the era of the arena shooter has declined very much. So like, as considering that we're in a era of battle royales and, yeah. and so maybe introducing some kind of new gameplay mechanic like this to a gameplay style or feel similar to halo that people uh, or at least the the old guard is more familiar with and wants back um i think might 
maybe would be enough to bring something back, but I can't say for sure. I just want to play it. Old Cobb remembers when Halo 3 multiplayer was a thing. Old Cobb, he remembers. Yeah, this looks like something that, that would be interesting. You should give it a shot. And then you should let me know if it's worthwhile, and I'm sure you'll convince me to give it a shot because I got a vacuum in my life right now. Yeah, and then uh, and then I will uh, obviously stream it at a time that you will never be able to watch it. Right, um, right, right. You yeah. will. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, say, hey, you'll want to talk about something. I'm like, hey, I got to go to work. You're like, oh, perfect. I was about to stream. <laughs> Either that or while you're sleeping. But um, Tyler, uh, why don't you tell us about? Uh, what's been going on in your life when it comes to video games because you you hit a pretty big milestone you you, you've you know, achieved a lifelong dream this is probably one of those things i would rank on the same level as the day that i did 100 percent completion of wind waker hd no it was just regular wind waker right i you know i was very excited in my first time completing a zelda game to 100 percent, and i did that a few years ago but uh this i would like to think is probably the biggest video game achievement in my life i i wish i could say something different you know, maybe the uh, Doctrine of Time randomizer, you know, that was pretty cool too. That was a pretty good you know, game uh, achievement. And, you know, I've, I guess, you know, beaten Halo 3 on whatever the hardest difficulty is, you know, makes me feel cool and stuff like that. But, you know, I was a really simple person. I never really strives for uh, humongous goals like that in a video game that is, you know, requires that much uh, grind. Yeah. But uh, the game I'm talking about in this case is, uh, yeah, RuneScape 3, which uh, this could very well be the last time I am allowed to talk about it because, uh, I promised my wife that I would stop playing RuneScape 3, that I would uninstall it, which I haven't done yet, if I got the max skill cape. And uh, max skill cape requires you to get a 99 in every single skill. And anybody who's played RuneScape a day in their life knows how hard that can be just to get a single skill to 99. Like, it, it took me a very long time. Now, thankfully, RuneScape 3 offers a different uh, variety of ways to uh, level faster and all that. But it was still a hellish grind. But well, I fucking did it. Not like more more tedious and bores boring than than hellish and like it just took a long time but it wasn't like you're being tortured through it right like to put it in perspective one of my first uh 99s i got back in the day before i went uh to runescape 3 was uh fishing and fishing for me was you could basically do two things you can uh sit there and wait for five minutes while you pull out monkfish and then run to the bank and that's your big excitement and then you go back and then you talk to the poor other souls that are doing it or you could go to a different location and you can pull sharks out and that was it right and that was fucking it you just sit there for four minutes uh watching anime or some shit like that whatever the fuck you do and, you know try to chat with people and then you just run to the bank and that was the only thing you did and you would do that for like 40, 50 hours to get to a 99 skill cake. And that was just torture, dude. And shit, just thinking about but it. It's, but it's over now. And and you have the skill cape. It, it's fucking over. I have 99 average skill, which opens up the, uh, the possibility if I were to continue. Uh, it's kind of like hitting uh, level 50 in Destiny right now or whatever the max level. Like you hit the max level. It just means you can do raids and bosses and stuff. You're at your max potential and you can go even further in a different direction. Like right now, there are a bunch of bosses and stuff that I would love to fight and getting the max cape opens up like portals directly to them. So if instead of like doing this horrible trek for a single kill, I can now actually do it efficiently. Right. Uh, problem is, though, like I said, I promised my wife that I would quit. 
And so I'm telling myself that I'm supposed to have what is called Max Kate burnout. It's a legit thing that in the like RuneScape community where you spend so much time in part of your life that you uh, once you get the Max Kate, you're just fucking burnt out because you you spend hundreds of hours just to get this fucking Kate. Right. I, I don't have that, Nick. I want to keep playing. Well, like what is so much I want to do? What if they introduce a new skill? Then that technically means it will actually deactivate my uh, Max skill cape and I would have to go back to get it. Okay. Okay, I was just more like curious it, as to how that would work, uh, just in general, with people who already have the skill capes. Basically, the day, in the past five years, I think two or three skills have been introduced, and basically, the day that skill comes out, uh, people capes will appear in their inventory and they can't wear it anymore, and then they get kicked out of what oh, is called the max okay. guild. So they just basically get locked up. It's like, ha, you don't got max and shit, son. You better wear one of your ninety-nine capes because you ain't wearing this one. And then you gotta, you know, spend fuck. So right, I mean. Right. At the very least, I have a little comfort knowing that if they ever release a new skill, I can go back and play it that way. But fuck, man, uh, I was, you know, I know this is a weird way of describing it, but I was telling you that I have uh, postpartum depression. Like, yeah, you know, now that I have this cape, you know, I, I put my all into it. And now that it's done, it's just, fuck, I worked so hard. And now it's just, I'm exhausted, but I want to keep playing. And now it's over. It's fucking over, dude. And so I've been trying to find uh, different games to fill in the void. And I realized a lot of the times I've been grinding on RuneScape, uh, I've been watching on Twitch uh, Grand Theft Auto roleplaying. I, I and, love GTA RP so much. I know. And the moment you mentioned it and I started watching like the big names and I thought, you know, yeah, I was like, yeah. okay. I'm gonna, but then I started watching the little guys and the little guys are just as much fun, but they also interact with their uh, audience a little bit better. Yeah. I'm watching a guy on Twitch that's like Call Me Grub or something like that. He's a uh, a sheriff in the No Pixel server, and he just has a fucking wild time, and I love what's him. His, uh, what's his character's name? I think it's Mikey Diaz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the one thing I can remember is uh, he's Australian, and anytime he gets shot down, he says he yeah. never got hurt okay. because yeah. he's wearing authentic koala uh, skin suit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. The thing with uh, GTA RP is, uh, it's a well RP in general. Uh, the viewership on Twitch is a little bit different. You have the viewers that want uh, the streamer to be able to interact with them, um, but you also have the uh, the the viewers who don't who want the streamers to be completely committed to the RP, right? Mm-hmm. And not, like they don't want to they don't want the streamer to break their immersion, right? So really, they're just gonna sit down and they're just gonna RP their character. They're not gonna read any alerts, any like donations, subs, whatever. They're just doing their thing. So right. um, it, it, it makes it, sense. It, don't break the meta. Yeah. So just uh, not even about breaking meta. Like he, he's just like the the viewer just wants to see it like they're watching a TV show, right? That's the kind of like immersion that they want. And so it's just really about finding a streamer you like, which is I think the case with anything. Um, I personally, and I think you've you've you have we have a shared uh, enjoyment for Moon Moon. I enjoyed him originally. Yes. Uh, okay. I started shifting away because uh, Moon Moon, uh, Mister Young Dab, I believe his name is, and you got uh, Mister Chang, Maximilian uh, Thoroughbred, and Mister Chang. Yeah. And then you got uh, Charles, aka the character that's played by Summit One G. Uh, as I, as I'm sure you can guess, uh, they're all you know gang lords and all that stuff. And their main enjoyment is driving fast cars and robbing banks. And people love that shit. They eat it up. However, I am the underdog kind of guy. I like to support an underdog. So when I see that you know Mikey Diaz, uh, sheriff at BCGO, whatever the hell it's called, uh, is chasing down like this in real life a big name, but you know in the game it's just this annoying ass crook that talks shit. I'm cheering the sheriff on. It's like 
I hope you T-bone this motherfucker. Oh, no, 100%. Uh, there are also some fantastic, uh, I think one of my favorite uh, cops in the NoPixel server is 41. Um, I can't, ah, fuck, I can't remember what his uh, uh, Archer. He plays uh, Deputy Archer. Okay, um, okay. And See, I, I know Ziggy, I know Snow. Uh, I think Snow is chief of the police. Snow, uh, is she, is she chief he. of CID? He, sorry, yeah, he, the, uh, anyways. GTRP, like the, the kind of characters and relationships they build, um, not to say that other RP doesn't do it. It's just that GTRP is what's hot right now. So it's, mm-hmm. it's what's trending. Um, and it started with uh, not that these uh, RP streamers didn't have a viewer base or people didn't know who they were, but it started with Summit getting into it. And then it, he just bought all the bigger names along with him, kind of. Right. So uh, Summit uh, is maybe the biggest like mainstay uh, because uh, Tim the Tatman gave it a go. Dr. Lupo did Ninja. Uh, but a lot of them, you know, kind of drifted off because it just wasn't for them. And Summit, uh, I think he, he's had his like um, he is a variety streamer, I would consider him because he does go yeah. through spaces of um, uh, shooters to like a whole bunch of other things. Um, so it, because of him, he bought some um, some lime some limelight to GTRP, and everybody's taken their full like they've they've taken full advantage of those 15 minutes of fame, and so uh, it's it's just good to see other parts of gaming on Twitch flourishing outside of shooters and like action games. So. Right, and because of that, I decided to uh, get Grand Theft Auto, which uh, I'm almost 100 percent certain that. That you're uh, supposed to get it through Steam because when you're downloading and installing 5M, which is the mod extension that allows the multiplayer aspect, uh, it's wanting to get your Steam name. It's wanting to access uh, your Steam file for the game and all that stuff. So hypothetically, you can buy it. Uh, you can buy Grand Theft Auto V from the Rockstar website for 20 bucks right now. But I don't know for certain if you can use that for the uh, role playing aspect. I, and- I think you can because I had some friends buy it from G2A and they were able to link their accounts somehow. But I, I couldn't well- tell you how. I said fuck it, so I got an extra uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 account or code if anybody wants it, and uh, I have installed, and I hopped on a server that you recommended, Nick. Uh, I believe it was called Havoc RP. Yeah, just a good um, starter server. You bet it was a good starter server, yeah. because some interesting things happened a moment from the get-go, dude. Like, Yeah, no, it, it, like people are just, um, especially with Havoc, before you continue the story, they're just very um, um, hungry to try out the role playing and just kind of like feel out their characters and how it works um which is why i said it's a good starter server because you can just make a character and kind of dick around and do whatever you want um before you take it like seriously so yeah so what happened so there was two servers because the first one was full Uh, you know that's acceptable and uh i sit there i make a character i spend a while and you know i I think i joked to you about making doug the bounty hunter right i was like okay okay, uh that's probably not going to happen as a server because i i'm not too familiar with all the controls and all that stuff let's just call him doug hunter and call it good so doug hunter who is a sentient right now uh, he does not have a job he's very well unemployed uh i make him he looks like he's the closest thing I could describe is the South will rise again looking motherfucker and uh, he comes walking out and within two minutes of walking down the street I'm trying different emotes and I try uh, the jackhammer one where you got a jackhammer in the ground 
Right, right. Somebody sees us and realizes I'm not a local and proceeds to just Superman punch me straight to the ground and uh, goes okay. to loot my body, realizes I have absolutely nothing on me and just walks up. Well, I'm on the ground. I got three minutes before I bleed out and either die or uh, spawn at a hospital or something like that. Right. But thankfully, I, you know, I was able to call for an EMS and there was one on the server and uh, his name was, I don't remember his first name, but his last name was Woods. And he comes up to me and he's not saying anything. And I'm like, that's weird. And I'll push the button. I'm talking. I'm like, I can, you know, I can see my name light up. So I know I'm talking and he's not talking. But then I see that he has a number above his head and it's lighting up. And I'm like, oh shit, he is talking. I can't hear him. So I'm panicking and I'm saying, uh, one second, sir, because I can't break roleplay. You're not supposed to ever break roleplay. Like, I need to get some Q-tips. Uh, I'm having a little trouble hearing you right now. And so I fix that. I, you know, go to the settings. I realize I got to raise his volume up and so that I can hear him. And then he's like, uh, you might need to speak up a little bit. I can barely hear you. And I had to fucking raise my volume. And so it was yeah, just a yeah, weird the, role-playing uh, situation. Yeah, um, I think, I don't know if it's an issue with other servers, but Havoc does have, it's, the code's a little buggy and it's a little sloppy, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, the, the one thing I want to, I want to say, though, is that player who punched you out right at the beginning shouldn't have done that. That, that oh, I was, know. that was, uh, what is it called? Four star P? Like he, no, power gaming, I think it's called. He just, it's called power like, gaming where yeah, if there's, there's no, no reason. Like, reason in the story just came up to me and tried to uh, the mug me and it was just some random person and so you know i understand that i respect that i didn't care so i started talking with uh the ms and he's doing this check he's like uh how many fingers am i holding and then you know, i say one he's asking me the countdown and stuff like that now i'm humoring him which it's not really humoring him because technically it's what i'm supposed to be doing right but this is my first t- attempt at doing this i'm like all right yeah my name's uh doug hunter just walking around got a good old los santos welcome just a second ago and yeah you know, i tell him i'm new and he's like oh uh well since this is your first time here i don't really need this because i can't have any use for it anymore here's a little bit of, of something i'm like what the fuck is he talking about because i i'm so used to watching uh the no pixels uh server that there's an inventory but i don't think there's an inventory in havoc if there is i haven't found it it's uh, like f1 i think f1 brings up your phone and F2. But uh, F2 <laughs> brings up your your uh, your finances through your bank. And uh, there F3, is an inventory. I promise you there's an inventory. Like, I, I found it before. Okay, cool. <laughs> but in any case, uh, I'm just saying, like, what the fuck is he giving me? And all of a sudden, I see plus $100,000. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It, like, the game starts me off with a majestic 25000 so I could probably afford a nice motorcycle or something like that. And suddenly he's like trying to spot me for a, a Lamborghini at this rate. It's like, Jesus, okay. Mr. Woods, you are looking great today, sir. And he's like, <laughs> I hope you don't feel too bad. I'm like, it's hard to look sad on a fucking skeeter, dude. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I just start walking around the city because I didn't want to break into a car. I didn't want to cause that kind of trouble. And I'm just walking around and enjoying myself. But then I had to get off because the server restarted. And then when I hopped back on, there was only like four or five people in the spillover server that I was on. So I basically just talked with uh, Mr. Woods a little bit more, listened to a guy talking about how he's trying to find his butt and he needs the drugs or something like that. And then I was good. I decided I needed to work on the the podcast. And so here I am. And here we are. And technically, this isn't a video game, Nick. I'm not sure if you'll uh, allow the ruling on this. Uh, One of the last games on my list there. I'll allow it. Yes, sir. 
in preparation for tomorrow, which is going to be yesterday for the listeners, or technically Sunday, since uh, you may not listen to it on Monday, I got a and d session for a lot of people, including Nick here. It's going to be the episode two. It's the one where I promised everybody that I was going to give them the podcast, and it's still sitting as a raw file uh, on my desktop right now because it's it's really creaky in terms of the audio quality. Uh Honestly, I'd much rather have the comfort of my players than try to turn into a, com- a commercialized product. Right. But it's it's kind of weird when you know one person doesn't have a mic on, but they want to talk, so they're shouting across the room to their uh, significant other. Just right. shit like that, unfortunately. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, it's weird because I was going to do level one, level three, level five. But the problem is, though, we only got halfway through level one. And so I don't want to just, you know, shoot you forward straight to level three. So I had to spend uh, the past week working on a level two section of the campaign and fleshing it out. And I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So I'm I'm just kind of going as I go. And it was weird because after uh, doing the first one, I'm like, all right, people are going to state the complaints, going to you know find a reason to sit out and shit. Only one person uh, wanted to leave the group, and that was because they uh, got a new job and they couldn't uh, attend it with the hours. And it freaked right, me the fuck out. Their schedule. Yeah, no, we had fun, dude. I, like, honestly, um, I think some confusion on my end because I don't know what was going on, but I ended up having fun towards the end and just kind of like doing whatever. And the kind of and like, that's campaign the fun part. you build, do whatever. As long as yeah, you don't do anything, they'll kill you. The kind of campaign you built for us also allowed us to, to to mess around a little bit more. And I don't know if that's this is like a standard kind of D and D kind of campaign, but like I feel I, like it, it it felt like something you wrote. And I'm like, all right, if it's something Tyler wrote, it's probably going to be a little bit. There's going to be some allowances for a little bit of crazy. Absolutely. Uh it comes with certain DMs. DMs are uh, very few, but there are some that's like super serious by the books. If you do anything that could potentially result in death, I'm going to make sure you know it and you feel it. And other times it's like, yes, Sam. It's always going to be a yes, Sam to me. Uh, because I think I said this in the very beginning in the Discord. I want you guys to be able to ask if you can do something. I say yes. If it's something crazy, I'm going to you know point out that there might be consequences. But if you want to do this and lose a leg for it, just for the sake of you know enjoying the you know the fact that you pulled off this move, fucking do it. Just you know, you know right. have fun. And so, unfortunately, this was you know like uh, baby's first uh, campaign, and so everybody was like, "Ho ho, look at us! We're uh, we're sandbags. You can murder us." But now it's like I got to put something that gives like a little threat to you now. That way, you know, you got to make sure you're like, "Haha, I don't just come up to this enemy and defeat him with the power of music or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> which, which you can, Nick. Which you can. Like, if if you see a bad guy and you want to lure him your way by playing the, uh, you know, your little sitar. Or, uh, no, I think he had a violin. A viol. Sorry. Uh, you're more than welcome to. I'm curious because it's interesting. I don't know what you guys are gonna fucking do. I have no idea. Some of you might uh, be like, uh, I'm gonna sit this out because I don't know what I want to do. But there's always gonna be that one guy. It's like I'm gonna do something fucking stupid and see what happens. And I don't. It could be anything. And it's like I gotta react. I'm like, all right. So you're going to try to copulate with the skeleton uh okay i feel like you're speaking from experience there no no because that was an ogre's head <laughs> a decapitated yeah, completely ogre's head. completely different things um 
But no, I, I I believe I did something like that last round. Um, I I believe we were pushing up on a bandit's camp and the the team was trying to figure out what to do. And I'm like, fuck yeah. it. And I just walked right up and I was playing. I'm like, I'm going to walk right up, play my uh, viol. I'm going to like try and distract them. And then one of my strings broke or something. Yeah, there was a meadow passage that you uh, that was blocked off by two guys eating sausages by campfire. And everybody's trying to figure out if they should sneak through the woods or whatnot, try to walk past them somehow, you know, lure them out. And you're just kind of like, watch this. And you just, you know, pull out your violin and you start performing. And I, no offense, I think uh, in that case, he rolled poorly. So it was, in fact, a very terrible performance. Yeah. Yeah. And they just had no idea what the fucking make do out of it before, you know, people shot out of the bushes like madmen. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. And, uh, we got to work on that sometime tonight to make sure you're up to date and see if we can't find you some cool shit to mess around with and have fun with tonight. Yeah. I think I have a bit of a better idea of, uh, my playstyle or at least what the spells are like and what they can do. So, um, yeah. No, I'm excited. Well, it's weird because a lot of people don't know, uh, that certain, uh, classes are either focused i mean there, there's two things you got to worry about role play and combat some people yeah. are uh classes are meant for role play some people are combat some are you know jack of all trades you are a role play heavy character so right. i want you to have fun with shit like that uh if you're gonna play a warrior okay or a barbarian i guess uh you know you could role play you want to arm wrestle but uh <laughs> you know there's not too much to work with there yeah it just seems very run-of-the-mill to me and like i'm like I figured I'd want to do something different. And from the very beginning, I think very early on with the casual master quest, uh, like some, like I think the first skit or the first big skit that we had, I was written, written in as a bard. So I'm like, why don't we just roll with an that? elf bard? No less, uh, yeah. which I believe you are a half elf in this, uh, yes. equivalent. So yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'll, uh, Hopefully we'll get into some uh, nasty shindigus and don't stay too late or don't stay up too late tonight. So I don't want you fucking groggy as shit when you're about to go into the forest of death or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, no promises. Um, so Tyler, are, so you fair. A, <laughs> are you a Sonic fan? Uh, one would say that I appreciate Sonic from a distance, but I missed that gate because I was such a Nintendo fanboy when I was a kid that I kind of blew past the whole uh, Sega section. I never owned right. a Sega console until much, much later, and I've only owned one Sega console. That's the Sega Genesis, actually. Okay. Um. So, and I wasn't expecting this and i'm glad we're actually talking about this because this is actually is can be an important like little co- piece of conversation but um so our modular segment today is about uh the sonic the hedgehog uh being delayed the sonic the hedgehog movie being delayed uh because they're uh changing uh the animation for sonic and so the, uh, the supposedly question, yeah yeah and so the question here is um uh, when is it okay to give in to uh, the the demands of the fans or of the people? And when is it okay to actually put your foot down and stand your ground? Um, Tyler, what are your what are your thoughts on this in general? I had a couple of things to think about this. Uh, with this is uh, sorry, I can't even make a fucking sentence out of that. I had a couple of things to think about in regards to this. Uh, when people see you know their favorite franchise in this case Sonic, uh, people do get nervous because uh, we've had movie makers who are like. Ha! Fans will love this thing. Let's take their vision and just make whatever the fuck we want with it. And there's a problem with that because we get things like uh, the, the Mario Brothers from 1988 or whatever. That was just a horrible travesty. Or and the uh, live action uh, Airbender movie that never happened. 
it's yes <laughs> there, i mean there's uh similar things also like uh the dragon ball uh, z one or yeah I think oh it's i dragon saw ball, that dragon movie z. that was horrible <laughs> and everybody agrees that the uh the poor porn reimagining of most of those movies uh are actually much better than the actual movies uh, themselves now a lot of those are you know made by actually the same company over in japan but the the point is uh video game companies have been really reserved because they know if they uh let somebody else make a movie out of their stuff and the movie bombs that affects them too yeah and so the idea that sega's in this uh, almost screams we have nothing left to lose but at the same time uh they're also you know really nervous because if they screw this up it's gonna look bad because sonic's fan base uh over the years uh it's probably one of the most infamous, if not the most uh, notorious uh, fan group when it comes to video games. How so? I can't. Uh, the I feel like uh, Sonic fans uh, have been the most outspoken, and uh, I don't even know how to go into details with this, Nick. Uh, like uh, when when you think of like big fan groups about media, yeah, I, I think of Sonic. I think of the uh, the whole Brony situation with My Little Pony. Uh, obviously Zelda would uh, have their huge right. fan group, and you know if you put something down on the plate that they don't like, uh, they're usually very quick to let you know that they're uh, dislike they're of it. Right. But so, I, like if I had to put on a scale, it's like uh, My Little Pony is a strong six, uh, Zelda's a four, but then Sonic is fucking eleven. Like it was always like if you put something on the table that is Sonic related. There's going to be two people that like it and 10 people that hate it because okay. it, it doesn't match their perfect vision. And so, you know, they put a, a fucking movie that's supposed to say Sonic in the title to, in front of everybody. It applies to every single uh, Sonic fan over every single generation. A couple of them are like, okay, Sonic, I'll take whatever I can get. You know, I like to eat shit. But there's uh, of them, you know, some of them are like, that does not follow the true, you know, Sega vision. Right, right. It doesn't look anything like it. And, you know, the, the nice thing is, even if you're just one voice, you can be fucking loud if you really, really want to. Right. Um, for me, the, the, the main takeaway from the story for me, uh, not main takeaway, but uh, the one big positive point is that so when when fans started a petition or were clamoring for a change in art style for Sonic, right, to change the animation, make him look actually like Sonic, uh the the creators uh the producers whoever were like yeah we heard you uh we're gonna take some time uh not take some time but we're gonna uh rework his animation rework how sonic looks like and then came the uh then came immediate backlash from some of the same fans or some of the more um uh industry minded fans who are like well, congratulations, you got what you asked for, but at what expense? How many hours are these animators and VFX artists now are going to have to spend up and like work during crunch time, right? Um, and so the good thing for me is, or at least the positive that I can see here, is that they pushed back the release date to give the uh, VFX artists and animators time to rework the new Sonic redesign, which I think is important that a big company or a big uh, studio like this is doing Despite it not being the gaming space, it still has it, it still shows that people can do this. I know these are very different kind of executives, very different kind of monies kind of involved, uh, politics, very different deadlines. But I, for me, I'm glad to see a studio keeping its artists in mind. It's interesting because uh, when it comes to the movie industry, if somebody puts a trailer out and people complain about it, they don't give a fuck. They push the movie anyways. Uh, and the movie comes out and the 
make a shit ton of money at the movie theaters and that's it they you take the money and run see batman versus superman it made huge amounts of money in the first couple of weeks in the theaters but it became insanely unpopular with a lot of uh, people, but they still made a shit ton of money. So right. who cares in the end? You know, it got branded a bad movie. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers got a shit ton of money. Uh, it's weird, though, because uh, I'm guessing this is currently being headed by uh, Sega. Like, or it's not. Yeah, Sega has like the final say over the whole damn project. And they're used to taking feedback of their fans, especially with, you know, in regards to their games and whatnot. And so this is probably their big dream project. This is like the, if you think about it, this is probably Sega's big chance to finally one up Nintendo in something. Like right now, Nintendo's last big movie came out in the 80s. Uh, you know, I, I mean, unless you, you can count the Pokemon movies, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense, right? But like when it comes to like Mario and whatnot, Mario has not seen the, the big screen in a very, very, very long time, unless it came out in Ready Player One but right right and here so here um sega is listed as one of the production companies so it makes sense that um you know for a japanese franchise a long running long standing japanese franchise that the 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 creator of the franchise would have heavy say in it um and so i'm it's it, as you said as long as the movie makes money nobody cares whether it was good or bad or uh what people said about the movie as long as the studio makes a profit off it everybody's happy right, right. To, su- to some extent and then here sega is like no we actually want to do this right. And it's not like it's not like any companies recently have not done a movie where they've introduced uh, anthropomorphic CGI creatures and not made it look good. Name and shame, Nick. Who are you talking about? Detective Pikachu. Oh, okay, that's fair. Right, we've had we've had that, and so okay, I, Pikachu is already, if you want to call it that, anthropomorphic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean he can talk in the movie, so I guess you know that makes. But yeah. like we like we've had we've had Mr. Mime, right in the movie, and Mr. Mime is the one at least from the trailer. I haven't seen the movie yet, but Mr. Mime is very much human like. Sonic the Hedgehog is also to some extent human-like, but we've had all these elements in movies before with human-like, non-human creatures and furry and scaly. We've had that, and so and they're I, doing okay with it up until this point because uh, they've been fairly accurate about it. But yeah, to some, and then the the trailer for Sonic came out, and even I, like me as a non-Sonic player, was like that looks horrifying hell even the the like the first trailer poster that came out where it was like sonic sitting on top of uh like San, uh the golden gate bridge or some shit like that just you, you all you can see his legs and it's like why are his legs so long it's just weird because it's like you're trying to figure out who are you know what game what version of sonic are they basing this off mostly and i think the biggest thing that everybody you know, agreed on was uh the eyes the eyes just felt weird no, nobody fucking bad in an eye that Pikachu, who normally has just pure black soulless eyes in the movies, uh, and, you know, in the, the movie here, he has white pupils and then brown eyes just moving around. And it was freaky right. as shit. What do I know, though? Right. And I wonder if if the fans hadn't said anything or hadn't made an uproar and if people actually loved the original design. Um because you also have to think like uh, the it was probably only Sega who pushed forward for like the, to change the way Sonic looked, right? Because of the way the fans have uh, been so negative about it and been so loud about it. But if nobody was loud about it, do you think Sega would have continued with the design that they had? Good question. I would say probably uh, just uh, out of pure ignorance. Because like I'd like to would, think they would know. Yeah, I'd like to think that at least somebody from Sega was involved in like a weekly update, kind of like, all right, hey, dude. What's what's going on? Do you have any updates for me? Like, how's the animation going? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like 
Sega would have been involved to some extent in the post-production process, in the VFX process. And so somebody at Sega saw the original Sonic design and was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, so I wonder if nobody had said anything, whether Sega would have gone through with this. Or the other case would be that Sega was just there kind of like monitoring things at like an on-paper level. And they were just letting the company, uh, the people in charge of the VFX do whatever. And so they only saw it when the trailer came out, which I find unlikely. Like uh, Yasuhara, you would think that... uh, Sorry, the creator of Sonic, yes, Sahara. Uh, yeah, he would have saw this, and he he just walks right into the fucking movie studio and says, "No more, we're <laughs> shutting this down." How could you uh, look at what they've done to my boy? Who the fuck is this guy? And he points at Jim Carrey. <laughs> Why does he not have a mustache? Uh, he does later. Why doesn't he have it now? Why isn't he rounded like Blueberry Girl from Willy Wonka? <laughs> He needs to um, be rotund. But yeah, that's that's that. I'm curious as to like what other people think about what this might mean for the industry. Um, another another thing I thought about this article was uh, it brought me back to the uh, Sekiro debate in, in oh, the sense what, that are you we, only, you are only we... cheated the movie or you only cheated yourself? No, no like in the sense the, okay. that we're we're um, infringing on like an artist's vision or whatever. Um, mm. And, and like, you know, why aren't we letting people be creative? And I was thinking about that. And I'm like, well, that would make sense to me, at least, or how I see it. That would make sense if this was an original piece of work. Also, I would like to say that, you know, if this was a work of art and the artist wants to follow his vision, he wants to show his art to the world. In this case, the artist wants to sell his fucking painting. And so he wants to sell as many times as he wants. So he's willing to, you know, add a couple of curves in the right directions so he can sell it to these things. Uh, you know, it might that's follow his too. vision, but yeah. money is also more important here at this point. Right. That's, uh, I, I didn't think about that too. But yeah, no, I'm like, well, A, he's, he's, they're trying to sell a product. So um, maybe the vision is not as important as actually being able to sell the product well in this case. Uh, B, it's not an original piece of work. And so in in the kind of movie this if this was a parody movie, Tyler, I think I'd be okay with this design. I wonder this, if this wouldn't it be funny if they did both? They got they got one version that's in 3D, the original Sonic, but then they got the other one in uh like IMAX. Either, either either you watch it in IMAX and you get the actual good quality, or you watch it in the shitty local theater and this is the version you get. <laughs> the budget film. You got Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog. Um but yeah, like you know, if if the artist's vision in this case was to make a parody movie and this was Sonic's design, or Sanic in this case, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, this seems stupid. I'll watch it. But Sanic it's not. the disco. <laughs> They're trying to make... Uh, there's existing artwork, there's existing, you know, video games, whatever on this character that they're making. And it's not their original vision. And they're like, I'm going to make it mine anyways. It's kind of, it's one of those memes where somebody's like, here, I made this. And he's like, you made this? And then the guy walks away. No, I made this. And then he puts it out <laughs> as his own. <laughs> Money. <laughs> so so uh, uh, a fact and a prediction, if I may. Yeah. Uh, the fact is, right now, it's slotted for February 14th of next year now, which is Valentine's Day, if I understand right. correctly. Uh, the prediction I'm going to make is uh, we don't, we'll never be able to know this at this rate. I feel like if the movie came out under their original vision, it would have had mixed success. It wouldn't have been talked about that much, but it would have been mixed success because once it's out, people don't have anything to clamber over. They either like it or they yeah, hate it. And yeah. then, you know, they, they're not going to look for reviews. I want to review Sanic the Hedgehog movie. And it's like, okay, great. Thanks, Polygon. 
And uh, but now I feel like uh, this is gonna be a. It feels like it has to be a critical success. Uh, like yeah. it has to exceed wildly at this point, right? Yeah, at like, this point, it, like the world is watching. Like people have made their demands. Uh, Sega and crew have you know bent the back. They've they bent the knee, saying yes, sir. You will get. We have not created Sonic. We're not creating Sonic anymore. It is you, the 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 listeners, the watchers. <laughs> and you better they better fucking like watch this movie twice the people it's that like complain. it's like walking in it's like walking into a mexican restaurant and demanding that i want an old-fashioned american steak and they're like sir we don't do that i refuse to leave this establishment until you give me my steak we're like all right sir we'll see what we can do they go get the steak and it's the worst fucking steak you've ever had in your life what the fuck <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck would you go to a Mexican restaurant to get a steak? Where's the ketchup? <laughs> Where's the ketchup for my steak? El tomato. But okay, um, that's that's the Sonic Sonic bit. Um, and I thought you were gonna say Sonic bitch. I'm like, that's the Sonic <laughs> bitch. Uh, we're gonna be moving on into our topic of the show here, and we have something pretty cool actually. I actually, I just recently learned about this. Yeah. Uh, do you think we should start a uh, Go Me Fund? Uh, a GoFundMe. Yeah, I go. Or yeah, thank you. I go find me. <laughs> go uh, me took me. Go one. me fun. I yeah, so that that one that was totally not intentional. Uh, I I think we should like start it right now just to get the money ready because I feel like at this rate Jim Carrey's back is going to be destroyed beyond repair and I think we should get money to help pay for the medical funds because he's going to carry that movie so fucking hard. Like I, wow. I'm pretty sure he's going to have to go into rehab after this cuz he's going to have to take so many drugs to be Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen anything recently from Jim Carrey, it already seems like he's on a bunch of drugs. Fair. Fair. <laughs> no, Fair. like obviously though, I love Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey's gone on this like spiritual trip recently, not maybe not necessarily drug fueled, but in this very like self-aware kind of like world observing kind of trip. And I've appreciated it. it. It's been weird because there's been a lot of ups and downs with them, especially with uh, potentially physical violence with this family and all that stuff back in the day. Right. And uh, honestly, to me, when I think of Jim Carrey, I just like from 1993 uh, up until now, like it's been a 26 year long cocaine line that he just. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. And, you know, just keeps going. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's uh, going to be good for the modular segment there, Nick. Cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, coming back to topic of the show, um, I ran into this um, a few days ago and I suggested it because I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was a like nifty little thing. Uh, Tyler, do you want to tell us about what we're about to talk about? Yes, it's the thing that Nick would not offer me ever since I returned back to the United States. It's called a play date. Yeah, because I like playing with... Uh, I like playing with uh, actually good fps gamers uh do you remember the company called panic no oh okay well, I, I guess <laughs> that, that that that's it i mean you're right <laughs> who the fuck is panic because you know I, I just learned about them but i don't remember them which is what i meant to say all right it's it's weird because uh they're bringing up a different way of uh like saying hey do you, you know you you know us you see, like, uh, for example, the, we're, we're going to be talking about a company called Panic, and they're like, we you know, we publish games like Firewatch. And it's like, you you published it. Uh, don't forget, Camto Santo is the one that developed it, right? As, you know, Congratulations, you moved it from a zip file to Steam. 
Now, that is a very, very cruel way of me saying that, but just point it out there. Like, you know, you're making it sound like uh, if that's the only thing you got going on is that, you know, you, that's your bragging right. Kind of scary, Nick. But uh, this panic company you know, apparently wants to make something innovative, if you want to call it that. And it, it looks like a handheld taser that also plays video games. It's it's a cute looking thing. It's it's very, very much. I honestly think um, it's, it's going to play very much into the nostalgia factor, but it's not exceedingly nostalgic or at least not that we know of in terms of the games. Hmm. Um, because we've only seen them demo the one game, at least on uh, social media. So this is um, a little handheld console called uh, the Playdate that, that's coming from Panic. Um, it has your standard D-pad. It has two buttons, an A and a B. Um, it has a, I think they said it was a 200 by 400 screen. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, it was like two inches long or something like that. Yeah, it's a 2.7 inch screen uh, with a resolution of 400 by 240, which is a pixel density uh, four times the Game Boy. Okay, I mean, that's still pretty good. I like the thing. Um, it, it's uh, it's uh, screen is not backlit, but it's been made to be reflective so it's still uh easy to play on and easy to like see um like you don't have to like struggle as you, as you did ye old days where you'd plug in a little lamp onto your game boy advance and just shine the light you know so there was a couple little bit of talk about this in uh articles saying how they wanted to do what the ouya couldn't and uh you know ap- appeal with a new console without falling into the trap of uh trying to make itself sound like super unique and you know by uh, finding good deals with uh certain companies and all that just uh give it exclusivity uh i personally don't know what you know how the ouya managed to fail so hard but i'm sure there's plenty of good reasons and the this company seems to think that it cracked the code to figure out what went wrong with that and how they're going to surpass that problem is though uh some things are throwing me off with play date nick it, okay it, like just looking at it uh the first thing is it's going to cost 150 dollars yep which for you is like two million or two hundred, yeah, but right. you know, one hundred eighty, two hundred dollars. That is currently more than the two DS, I believe, uh, twice as much, in fact. And so you got that going on. Uh, you also uh, there's only going to be, I, I say only, mind you, but there's going to be uh, twelve games that's going to come in season one. It's yeah. supposed to be part of the package deal. It's supposed to be free. So in the course of season one, which might be, you know, three months, six months, a year, you're going to get 12 games on it. Three. Um, so just a squeak, squeak, dude. I said squeak. You know, this, this, squeak. Uh, this alcohol is getting to me still. Uh, just uh, alcohol. Are you still buzzed? No, I'm not. Um, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so it is it is 150 bucks. Um, that's what it's going to launch at next year, 2020. Um, you only get the 12 games uh, in the first season. I'm curious as to know if if that's if those 12 games comprise the entirety of the first season. That means the first season is going to be 12 weeks because they said you're going to get one game a week, right? Okay. So uh, every week on a Monday, I don't know if they said a specific date, but every week you'll get a little notification and there's like a little uh, uh, notification light on the device that lets you know that you've gotten a new game. So to me, sure, uh, the price is a little bit high, um, but uh, like, again, we have to keep in mind uh, the fact that they're working with a lot of indie developers, like one of their games uh, they worked with. Uh, let me see if I can get his name right. Uh, Keita Takahashi, who uh, is the 
uh, game designer and artist behind uh, Katamari. Mm, okay. Right. And so if if you're getting these, if you're getting these for the at least for the first twelve games, you're getting them for free because that price is included in the original one fifty for buying the device. I think just on paper that justifies the price of it, but it's a question mark only because we don't know what these games are going to be like and how good they are. Let's say hypothetically, it, this feels like a modern day version of the Game and Watch, which. I feel like you should know that, but maybe that's not in yeah. your. Uh, uh, and okay. and they also they also mentioned that in one of the articles uh, that um, uh, somebody said it appears to be like a retro homage to the Game and Watch, um, but it they they've kind of like taken this idea that they wanted because they've been working on this for about five years now. It's not Jesus something that they Christ. yeah no it's not something that they're like oh by the way you know this is coming no they've been working on this for five years and they worked with a. Um, Swedish manufacturer called Teenage Engineering. So that crank, so the device has a little crank um, that you can use uh, as control input for some games. Some games either use it exclusively, some games use it additionally, some games don't even use it, but that comes out of the box. Like it's a little thing that you pull out of the box and then flip over and then you can use it as a crank. Okay, I'm gonna read this uh, verbatim, what they say. We weren't kidding about the crank. It flips out from the side, a rotating analog controller that puts a whole new spin on games. Some games use the crank exclusively, like cranking time travel adventure above, which it shows uh, uh, some kind of time traveling game on the system. Some don't use it at all, but it's fun, extremely fun. And it's like, okay, so it's like, we might have two of the four games, they are the 12 games that use this thing. Or don't, who knows, it's a mystery. I was kind of hoping that that fucking crank like charged the battery or something like that. That's what some people were speculating too when they first saw images. Um, but I think, I think we're at a good place now um, where they've they've come out with this information. They've been working on it for a while. Do you think there's a possibility of us seeing them at E3? I think the floor plans floor plans for E3 have been announced, or maybe at another gaming expo later this year. They could not be taken seriously at E3. I mean, they can have a show booth, but they have like a full-on presentation. Oh no, no, not a presentation. No, not at all. I was like just uh, just having presence at E3, meaning like on the floor. I think oh, yeah. it would be like a start. I mean, it's kind of scary because a lot of the big players have stepped out in the past two, three years, but that leaves a power vacuum for people like uh, these guys to just come, you know, stomping right in. So it either would a power sense. vacuum for some of the smaller developers or publishers or just a bunch of space for smaller people like Panic uh, to come in and kind of like showcase what they've been working on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really find this interesting. This is interesting. This is a really cute little device, but I'd really like to know more about the games, honestly, before I buy it or like what kind of what, what the long term investment is going to look like. And yeah. again, it's only going to come out next year. So we do have some time. Uh, they have some time to let us know what's, what the future for the device is going to be like, uh, because if it's going to be like a one off thing where really haha, there's only one season. So you only get the 12 games or 150 bucks for the device. Uh, you know what I mean? And like, are we going to have to pay more for like season two onwards? What's, oh, you what's bet your on? ass you're going to have to pay more for season two. Oh, no, two. for sure. We're going to have to pay more. But like, how much is that going to look like? Are we going to be getting 12 games every time? What kind of games can we expect? Are we going to see any ports? Um, I, I think it's just going to take some time before when we until we get all the information before I can make a decision on whether I'd spend money on this. I mean, 12 games, I expect like five bucks a piece in US dollars. So that's 60 bucks right there. Meaning hypothetically, if you're the buy the console by itself, which you can't in this case, it would be around $90. $90 for something that has... The processing power between a Game Boy Color and a DS, much closer to the Game Boy Color, actually. 
Uh, yeah. I would say, I'm sorry, between the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance, it's like they're asking a lot of money for technology that I, unless they're trying to argue that the, the technology is cheap and they're charging like $10 for the game or whatnot, I'm just trying to figure out how they're uh, making the 149 seem reasonable because I mean, that's a con, you know, that's a cost of a legit console. So it's like they're serious, but for what they're offering, it just seems kind of scary. I would have to see like legit trailer play of this. And right. Yeah. It's again, it's just uh, neither of us, uh, most people, except for the people who've made this, don't know much about what's going to happen. Uh, but the very real concern is um, is the price justifiable right now? Um, and I believe they really don't want to give us too many details about any of the upcoming games. So it's going to be kind of like a mystery. So somebody's going to have to take the plunge. It's going to have to take a bullet for the team and buy it and then tell us what each game's like every week. Hmm. Oh, man. Uh, this will be interesting to see. I feel like uh, if they want to succeed, and I don't think how you know how this would be possible, uh, they would have to grab a familiar title and somehow be able to import it into this. Question is though, how do you, how do you do that? There's only one I've, game I've I could no possibly think of that would be okay to work on this that would be kind of fitting to the situation. What is that? Undertale. Can you imagine playing Undertale in this game and this little thing? I actually, I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's the perfect size. I mean, we, we've seen it on Vita, so it, it's not impossible. Songsa has the processing power. You could, I mean, it has all the buttons you need for Undertale. So if they were to put something like that on the play date, that would be fucking amazing. Right. Um, it, if they did that for strictly the you know innovation, I would totally do that. I'd be down for something like that. Yeah, like looking at, just like looking at it, it's a very simple, like little notepad kind of like device. It's this like really bright, like nice yellow. It's got a D-pad. Two, but- two buttons and A and a B. It has a third button for what I'm assuming is a menu. Um, and then it has the crank and that's that's really, it has a little speaker. Um, but yeah, like we'll have to wait and see until we get more details. Um, maybe some kind of port. I, I'm curious as to when this finally does come out, um, how long before we see an emulator? <laughs> oh boy, a hacked play date? <laughs> um. That, that just seems kind of cruel at this point, don't you think, Nick? <laughs> I mean... Too soon, man. The game's not even... Or the console's not even out. You want to hack it? I don't want to. I'm just wondering who Mario would want or something it. like that? Crank Mario the jump and shit? Jesus. Imagine that. Imagine no. having to play a Pokemon game on this. Yeah, like uh, like loading up like a little bit of a, a remastered version of like the original series. Um, I think about that on every single fucking console, like every handheld, every, my phone. It's like, how well does Pokemon Blue play in the same thing? And so this thing is like silly and out of once. It, it, it reminds me of what C.K. Lewis said one time. It's like seeing an angel and looking at how beautiful and holy it is and how you just want to desecrate her. And it's like, you're looking at this uh, innovative piece of technology. It's like, how can I fuck this shit up? Nick, what the hell, dude? Oh, the quickest way to fuck this thing up would be to try and run, um, I don't know, Destiny on it. That's funny. I think. I'm not sure where you're going with this. If you're trying <laughs> to take a try, shot at the Vita. Trying, no, just try and load up Destiny. Oh, fuck the Vita. No, I'm not even going to. I completely Let's forgot about Skyrim that on this thing. Oh fuck! What that was the joke was right there. I'm disappointed in myself. I, I the, know the joke for a port to some for a game for, was there for Skyrim. I'm upset, Tyler. Maybe it, get Runescape on this. Working my fish. Probably you could you could probably run old Skate. Ooh, imagine playing a fishing game, dude. I feel like I'd break that fucking crank trying to fish the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wonder how much it would cost to get a replacement crank for this thing. Uh, for those who haven't actually seen it and they're just listening or they're trying to picture it, I'm going to describe the system to you because this is probably exactly what you want. Imagine a yellow square that has the cross pad and the buttons on the bottom. Uh, in the top left corner, there is the Game Boy Advance size screen on there that's not really LED but close to it. And uh, the reason why I say top left is because like a quarter inch of the right hand side that there's space left uh, has looks like a speaker and little shit, maybe the power button on the right hand side. Uh, it appears to have a uh, the crank, which is just this little Legos connect looking damn yeah. thing. And uh, there's a couple of ports. Uh, one is very visible on the right hand side. I have no idea what kind of port it is. Maybe that's the charge port. If that's the charge port, that's a very large port. That means this thing is tiny as shit. Either that's a charge port or that's what the crank flips into. You know what? I think you're absolutely right, actually. I think that's a fucking... That's the hole where you put the crank uh, handle in. All right. 149. Convince me. Throw Undertales in this damn thing, and you got me interested. Otherwise, it's a no deal. It's, it's going it to be a no for me, dog. It is called The Play Date, and it's coming from Panic in 2020 for 149 um but yeah and that's that's a topic of the show we're gonna move on tyler talk about some uh video game releases you got um, it dude do you want to do the last two shh, shh, shh. i don't know why I, I made it sound like i was doing the friday third uh friday the 13th song sure i have right. no idea what sure yes all right so I don't. I have no idea what any of these are. So I just. I'm just like. All right. There's four of them. We'll just split them up. All right. Coming out on the twentieth of twenty eighth of May. We've got Blood and Truth. It's a PSVR game. It is a first person shooter. Um. Yeah. That that that's really it. It's a first person shooter PSVR game. Blood and Blood plus Truth. That's the official um, title. It's and a then nice title. again on the twenty eighth of May, uh, we've got Little Friends, Dogs and Cats coming out for the switch it is a huh um interesting is it like the, pets it's a pet simulation video game yes um oh is this, but it was is released, this your new stream game no but it was released first in what? japan in sure? december uh last year um and it's now getting its uh north america european and australian uh release and H other asian release uh, other regions of asia release um this this uh may, may 28th yeah it looks so happy why why wouldn't you want to stream this nick i would it, look I, it looks so boring it looks like pets uh the cats and dogs uh game that came out for the uh ds and it might i never as well played be. that I mean, that's understandable. I was about to get into some uh, sexist comments, but I won't. Okay. But uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Do we know how much <laughs> uh, this game is coming up for? Um, Actually, I um, don't know, but I would pr probably assume around 30 bucks. Either 30 or 60. I'm going to take a guess and probably say no one down. They'll probably push it for 60. It is 60 Canadian. So I think like 40. 45, 40 US. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably put it for $39.99. Okay. Yeah. And uh, another game that is coming out on the 31st of May is Labus and Labyrinth XL Limited Edition. Holy shit, isn't that a fucking word? Uh, so this is actually an RPG dungeon diving game where you're going to have uh, eight characters you can pick with. Uh, basically, it's going to be one of those... I'm going to throw you in a random dungeon and you want to get all the fucking loot. So, I mean, if you, if you want to skip the whole storyline, just go straight for the good stuff. This would be the, you know, the game that you'd want to go for. Who needs Final Fantasy with the, the story? Just cut it out. Go straight to the chase. And then another game that's coming out. Oh, man. I, I, I'm still in love with this. Uh, little friends, dogs and cats. They're so cute in the, the video. Oh, my gosh, Nick. 
Just give us the last game, Tyler. Are you sure? But okay, so this game is uh, called Trover Saves the Universe. It's created by Justin Roiland, which wait a minute. You should know that name, Tyler. No, 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 no. Don't Google it. Is that Rick and Morty? Yes. This game's made by fucking Rick and Morty? Yeah, do you not remember the uh, E3 demo last year? Holy shit. I mean, I should have realized with like uh, the the animation and all this stuff. I'm like, I, I, I said well, no, it. The, I was gonna no. keep going. I, I had the well, no, the art here. style, the art style doesn't look anything like it because it is a little bit more um, CGI. It's not like cartoony. So because you say that, but that that mouth screams uh, Morty right there. That's a Morty mouth right that's, there. That's that's true. There are some things where you can see the similarities, but uh, this is developed and published by Squanch Games. Um, and it's a PSVR game, and this is one of those other games where I wish I had a PS4 for, um, because it looks stupid and fun. <laughs> uh, looks like it's coming out like uh, it's coming out this uh, 31st for the PlayStation 4. It's going to come out a few days later, June 4th for the PC. But uh, looks like uh, you're gonna oh, is it actually coming out for the PC? Yes. Oh well, hello. Yeah, hello, and uh, it. <laughs> It has exactly what you would expect for a Rick and Morty like game, or at least the style, because uh hot damn, this is this is a, it looks bloody and beautiful at the same time as uh, a game should. Yes, sir. Uh and it's gonna be uh $29.99 of the PS uh, uh four or $26.99 if you are a PS Plus member. So something to look forward to. I think this might be a game for me to try. I think I might give this game a shot. It is um, $33.99 Canadian on Steam. Oh, thank you for the translation, good sir. Yep, no no problem. Got, I, I got you covered. Um, Alright, so that's game releases for the week. Uh, biggest one here, obviously, being Trover Saves the Universe. I didn't realize it was already coming out so soon. Also, holy shit, we're almost halfway through the, through the year. Anyways, um, going into this day in gaming, uh, Tyler, wow. I'm upset. Yeah, you are. I can see exactly why you're upset. You missed a big one. Uh, is it big though? Yeah, because uh, it, the the only reason I'm not super upset really because uh, it's this is uh, the release one day later than the actual official release, but I still felt it was worthy to put it out because it did come out in 2014 on May 24th. But we're focusing on May 27th, the day this podcast comes out. Listen, I think this is still an important one to put on here, so it's on here now, Tyler. Deal with it. Are you serious? Is this really? Is this your argument? Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> I am the captain now. Listen, it's officially listed on that day in gaming's page. So on the twenty fourth, no, I don't see it, it. How do you not see it? In two thousand fourteen. Okay, May twenty seventh in two thousand fourteen. I'm looking for something that starts with the letter O, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not there. Are you sure you're looking at May twenty seventh? I'm pretty sure I'm looking at May twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah, it's right nope. there. Oh, never mind. Mm. Uh, 2016 Overwatch the Collector's Edition came out. Oh, um, 2016. Yeah, I got the I got the year wrong. Never mind. Anyways, regardless, May 24th in 2014. And Belgium in the Netherlands. Sorry, 2015 May 24th Overwatch came out. Uh, happy birthday, Overwatch. Um, no, you, you just said the six 2016, not 2015. Sorry. Um, Okay, let me let me okay. let me let's okay, let's slow down here. Let me spin this chair around. I'm gonna sit down in my, in my chair backwards here. I'm not actually gonna do that because let's, let's slow down here. Okay, okay. So 2016 yeah. in Belgium mm-hmm. and Netherlands, Overwatch yep. Collector's Edition came out May 27th. Okay, okay. 
And I just confirmed via Google. 2016, May 24th, Overwatch came out. Wait, May 16th? May 24th, 2016, Overwatch came out. May 27th, 2016, Overwatch came out, the Collector's Edition in Belgium and Netherlands. So happy birthday to the Overwatch Collector's Edition in Belgium and Netherlands, because they released May 27th, 2016. Huh, that's weird. It doesn't even show it on uh, 2016 on May 24th either. That's weird. I wonder what the fuck is happening. Okay, fine. Whatever. Have your fucking Overwatch birthday. It's your fucking birthday. <laughs> celebrate whatever. Fucking sure. Celebrate the Playdate's birthday. It doesn't exist yet. Um, I'm a little upset with you, even with you know this wildly obscure you know, situation where I want to celebrate the existence of Overwatch. Okay. Overwatch. I was wrong here. I should change that at least for accuracy. Uh, whatever. So coming out 2014 on all the major platforms, we had Watch Dogs. Did you ever play Watch Dogs, Tyler? I did not. It was weird because uh, Brandon wanted to play it, and I was gonna watch him play it to you know to get into it. And he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna wait until uh, you know it gets a little bit cheaper, and I'm gonna jump on it." And he never fucking did, so I never got to play Watch Dogs. So there's a possibility where I need to push myself to get it myself because I, I'm a young I, man. I wouldn't bother. It's oh, whatever. Okay. It's 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 really underwhelming, or at least it felt underwhelming to me. Um, it uh, but then I did get a reused copy, so I didn't feel like I was cheated. I think I got it for twelve bucks, so it felt like it was worth the price. And I got I think the main campaign or the main story is about eight hours long. Um, I could be a little bit wrong, but I because but I played this in maybe 2015 is when I played this, um, and the price had already dropped in for like the reused copies significantly. So. You know, um, them's the breaks, am I right? Yeah, um, Tyler. Most of these other games are not in my in my library, or at least in my knowledge. Would you like to take us through these games? Sure. Uh, came out worldwide, nineteen ninety eight, for the uh, computer, uh, specifically the browser. The game of Euchre came out, which is a uh, family favorite and uh, very common in the Midwest uh, card game. Uh, a bunch of other card games came out for the browser apparently that day, but I could give two shits about them. So I just wanted to celebrate Euchre because Euchre is great. Uh, 1997 for the PlayStation 1, Namco Museum. Uh, Namco had released uh, three different games, uh, released volume one through three this day. I believe I got to play either the first one or the second one. Is a really cool thing because you got to play the uh, classic arcade games, but to get to them, you actually had to walk around a museum and okay. uh, kind of run up to like uh, paintings of the game. That's my mom, uh, my mom actually had a huge appreciation for it. Um, I remember just her playing games like Dig Dug and stuff like that. I believe. Uh, so happy twenty tw- second uh, birthday for Namco Museum Volume One Through Three. Uh, twenty five years old today is Mortal Kombat when it came out for the Genesis over in Japan. So, uh, wow, first Mortal Kombat. I uh, yeah, I believe the very first Mortal Kombat when it came out for, I believe it came out originally for the arcade. Don't quote me on that. Don't at me. And then it eventually came out for uh, Super Nintendo and then Genesis, I believe. And uh, I don't remember which. Uh, somebody always said that either it was dog shit on the Super Nintendo or dog shit on the Genesis version. Like one of them was just rougher than the other. Uh, more notably, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 came out on the Genesis in Japan. Same day, actually, in 1994, making Sonic the Hedgehog 3 technically 25 years old right now. Uh, you know, in the wake of uh, its reimagining in this beautiful top quality movie right. that's now being and rehold. Um, just quickly going back to Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat what this this one that was released in on the Genesis in Japan in ninety four was the same 
arcade game that was released in 92 and so this is a port of the original arcade game okay that makes sense yeah. uh dragon warrior which is actually a personal favorite uh i i played dragon warrior one and two uh, in a collection edition on the game boy color uh however dragon warrior came out on in japan for the nes this day in 1986 which is uh pretty wild that's a, a big name happy birthday dragon warrior and last but not least technically it's probably the least unless you uh, want to put watchdogs and overwatch under it which i'm okay with uh lunar landing came out for the uh, windows dos in 1982 so uh lunar landing one of the very original games that came out for a computer is now officially was that 37 years old yeah that's insane wow we wow we nick holy shit and happy birthday to the fucking overwatch heck yeah dude fucking fantastic fucking game Fuck right, yeah cool. fuck yeah dude all right um that's it for the show today folks thank you very much for listening uh we're gonna start wrapping up here tyler where could people find you you can find me on havoc rp as doug the bounty hunter and uh also on twitter at two times tyler all letters all one word two times tyler what about you nick where where, where can we find you What's your role playing character? Um, actually, my role playing no. character on Ramesh uh, on uh, Havoc RP was Ramesh Paul. That was his name. Um, like fresh from India, just kind of like exploring a big American city. We should play together sometime. I'm just saying. We will. Um, my only issue with RP um, is it, it is very demanding energy wise. Hell yeah, it is. Um, and so lately, I've not had like long long sessions to be able to dedicate because i want to sit down and rp for at least five six hours um but it's it's exhausting anyways um we'll try and make that happen because some of these uh, things are changing seasons are changing uh but you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash lr warrior 11 or instagram and twitter at lr warrior 11 and you can find us tyler and i together as casual master quest hell uh, yeah brother on twitter at master quest pod on Facebook and Instagram at Casual Master Quest. If you just search for us, we'll pop right up. Uh, or you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Uh, send us any comments, questions, concerns, hate mail, just whatever. You just want to say hi. You want to come over and visit. You want to grab a beer. Just let us know. We, we just want to talk to people. Yeah. Um, uh, you can congratulate Nick on his birthday and ignore, you know, just because he had that, you know, fun thing once a year, even though it's not even on his birthday anymore. Let's ignore the fact that Tyler had his once in a lifetime achievement of RuneScape. Yeah, I'm passive aggressive today. Fight. Did you, get, did you get like a cape or something? <sighs> yeah, from a guy named Max, actually. <laughs> First name Max, last name Skill. <laughs> uh, Mr. Skill. I'm a little funny, too. Um, but yeah, uh, any any last words, Tyler? Yeah, uh, I don't have a 99 in humor, so I I can't really appreciate that joke, and I'm sorry for that. That's fine. I'm dad. Oh. Your dad? Oh, uh, I'm I, mom. I'm just I'm just throwing shit out there now at this point, just seeing what sticks. That wasn't good. Okay. Wasn't yeah. Have you figured out what the difference between a duck is yet? No, and I don't give a fuck. I've seen I've seen a man get destroyed by that question. Yeah, I mean, I you got, no, you got me for about not, 15 minutes. Oh, no, not you. No, I've seen a man question his life choices because he couldn't understand the answer to that question. It, it, it ruined his life. It ruined his night. And it probably put him into a very self-reflective mood that he didn't deserve to be in. But such is life. Okay. Damn. Right. Shit, that got dark. <laughs> this, is, this has been... Uh, I'm Nick. That's Tyler. I'm Tyler. Hey, don't take my credit. I'll fight you. This is Casual Magic Quest episode 51. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to never stop the grind.
See you, we'll next, see week. you next week. Ah, beat you to it. Motherfucker. I will. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelry's Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.